Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's the live Saturday edition of the program. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So we're going to jump right into your phone calls about whatever you want. And then coming up, oh man, all kinds of uh, stuff to talk about. I don't know how much of it we'll get to because, well, Saturday shows tend to be pretty busy on the phones. And that's where we're going right now, to Matthew in California. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Mark, Ian. How are you today? Just super. Now, to bring our listeners up to speed, you have been calling all week long, actually. For those that don't know, we do do a weekday program. It's all available for you at freetalklive.com. You don't get it during the week on your local radio station. But you've been calling every single day with two questions every night that you've been asking us about the industry, the talk radio business and our experiences within it, uh, because you're in or you're going to school uh, for radio and uh, this is helping you with the project you're working on right now so you've called with your final two questions yes sir and i want to thank you again i'm starting to feel a little bit like paula um calling every <laughs> night i don't know how she does it so i guess i can start off with a high hunt but um uh i should have asked the question first i guess and i'm kind of amazed i didn't ask it but why did you get into the uh, radio industry well, that's, that is an interesting question. You first. Okay. Uh, the reason I got into the broadcast radio industry is because I fell in love with pirate radio. Now, that seems uh, like it doesn't follow. However, uh, having fallen in love with the idea of being a radio pirate, I asked, well, I figured, well, how best to learn about radio, uh, about broadcasting, than uh, to get into the actual business side of it, to get into the the industry, you know, because that was seemed to be the most uh, obvious way to learn the ropes, so to speak. And I still love the idea of pirate radio today. And uh, I'm not I'm not a radio pirate today. Uh, however, I do still I, I have a huge level of fondness for it. And of course, I've I've done with Free Talk Live what I never could have done with pirate radio. And that is, I've reached you know I've I've managed to get my voice into dozens of markets across the country. Whereas with a pirate station, you're only in uh, your local market. And uh, for for me, I I can I contend and have uh, all all along that I'm uh, one of the luckiest guys alive ever, and it is you know in in this case it it bears out. Uh, I was just working at a health club, and a guy comes in and says, "Hey, I think you'd be good working for me." And that's Jim the, Davis, right? Yeah, big Jim Davis uh, down there in uh, Port St. Lucie now, and he gave me a job in a radio in the radio industry and. I was a salesman for a couple of years and hung out with Ian, and then uh, one day he Ian starts up a show, asks me if I want to handle the telephones for him, and there happened to be a microphone in front of me, and just like that. So I've been invited. I'm just that okay. talented. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Okay, and then speaking of talent, what traits would you look for if you were looking to hire a protege? Hmm, if I was looking to hire a protege. Somebody who would work for free. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've never hi- had to hire anybody, so I I can't really say I have too much experience uh, you know, with that. Um, t- to me, you know, self-starting is uh, really the, a big issue because uh, they would have to show before we would hire anybody for Free Talk Live, they would have to show their worth uh, over a period of time um, ahead. Of, you know, bef- before we ever did it, there wouldn't be an yeah, interview process. True. We wouldn't we wouldn't hang out a uh, an you know a um, uh, 
a help wanted ad and then just right. interview people when they came in. We would t- take from the pool of people that have uh, been interactive with the show. People uh, that are close to the show, uh, the, the existing co-hosts, there are a few other people kind of behind the scenes. The people that are closest to the show and the most loyal to Free Talk Live would be the people that are most likely to ever have any kind of opportunity thrown their way to actually profit from this show. The loyalty shows their interest in the show and the uh, you know the business plan and, and you know what's right. happening here. So there are people like Johnson, uh, who's a former co-host on the show that has been uh, both on and off the air helping with Free Talk Live for a long time. And so as a result of his dedication to the program, he was the person who was able to get the opportunity to run the Free Talk Live store, uh, which is, you know, was was a at least a money making opportunity. Turned out it was really more of a. Uh, not so much a money maker as it, as it was a money drainer, but nonetheless, the opportunity was there, and he's, he is going to bring it back at some point, and he'll have 100% control over the store. Um, so we don't really hire people on this show. <laughs> they haven't yet. Not that, yet. That's why, that's why I, I uh, question it as if. I know you guys don't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm thoroughly uh, – I've been listening to the show for a couple of years, and I know people who come in and go and go out, you know, guard, you know, people like that who are, like, say, they're regulars – but I don't, I don't see that as a hiring. It's more of a, hey, you're liberty-orientated, and so am I. Let's get together and, and, and push for the cause of liberty. Pretty much. So, I mean, you'd have to be dedicated. If you were going to be hired by Free Talk Live, you'd have to be dedicated to the show and have that level of loyalty that would essentially put you above the competition. Obviously, talent is important. Talent at whatever it is that you do, whether it's being behind a microphone or as uh, Johnson, as I mentioned earlier, he does a lot of the graphics for the show. He's also part uh, kind of the behind the scenes, part of behind the scenes in the web design uh, arena as well. So you've got to be able to, to do what you can do well and at the same time also be loyal to Free Talk Live. Well, thank you, gentlemen, and uh, I can't wait, actually wait for that uh, the um, store to open up because I want a Free Talk Live sweatshirt because no one in California will know what the heck I'm talking about. You so. know, I hear uh, it's it's my understanding that Johnson will be coming out to the uh, to the Liberty Forum and he will be bringing his stock of Free Talk Live stuff or at least partial stock of Free Talk Live stuff. I don't think he's going to bring as much this time around as he did last year. So if you've been itching to get your hands on a Free Talk Live t-shirt slash hoodie, I don't know what inventory he's going to bring. He may not even bring the hoodies. Uh, so if you want him to bring something, you should probably email it to him at johnson at freetalklive.com. That way he can bring out specifically what it is you're interested in buying if you're attending the Liberty Forum. Thanks, Matthew, for the call tonight. Always good to hear from you. 800-259-9231. You know, speaking of uh, California, where he was calling uh, from, there are some real bad news out of California. Did you hear about the jobless rate, the unemployment rate out there? One in ten. Mm, not good. Yeah, more. Actually, I believe it is more than one in ten workers are now without a job. Which is anybody really surprised? California is kind of the most socialist state of all 50 of all the 50 states for the most part seems close and commensurate with that they have the highest level of unemployment they're turning into france out there if you're somebody that likes the idea of living as free as you possibly can and i don't mean off the backs of others i mean independently living free enjoying liberty for yourself california seems like the last place you would want to be because those one in ten people that are currently unemployed in California are likely going to go on the dole. And that's going to increase the uh, the size of the state. And that's going to increase the amount they're going to be taking out of your paycheck. And it's just going to keep getting worse out there. 
unless you've seen some news that looks like it's going to turn around, I certainly haven't. So 1-800-259-9231, and as they say, Mark, as goes California, so goes the rest of the country. You know, um, we've been, all the, uh, the the big guys, Bernanke and, uh, you know, the, the, the politician types say that, well, we'll probably hit the bottom of this recession in the middle of this year. But those are just predictions by people that said that the stimulus package would turn everything around. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they're just predictions. We haven't seen the bottom yet. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not rooting for us to keep going down, down, Me down. Neither. I'm not rooting for the Dow to be at 2,500. I don't want that. I want uh, a prosperous uh, nation where people are able to trade freely among each other. But uh, uh, well, we're not getting that. I don't want a nation anymore. I I don't want to have anything to do with the federal government or any sort of United States of America. I think there's going to that- be a nation one way or the other. I mean, I, I understand that you just don't like the idea of nationhood, but there is no such thing as a nation. It's just an idea. It's just a concept. It's just a fantasy that a lot of people happen to believe in. So it's no more real than your mind is making it. Understood. But uh, when when people have ideas and they have strong enough beliefs behind those ideas, they'll throw people in jail for those ideas. Oh, yeah. They'll uh, take their wealth for those ideas. Absolutely. So those, those ideas are valid in the sense that. Everybody believes them. They well, are nearly universal. I'd rather, if we're going to have a fantasy, I'd rather have the nation of New Hampshire and not the United States of America. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number, again, 800-259-9231. Yet another reason to withdraw from the United States. We'll give you one coming up here in a moment. It has to do with so-called assault weapons. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. And those features include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, and even a webcam. All free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Oh, and I should also mention that uh, this weekend I got myself one of the fancy new smartphones. I've never had something this fancy in the realm of the cell phone before. Normally in the the last decade that I've had a cell phone in my life, I usually just kind of get the freebie phone. I'm sure everyone's thrilled for you. What's, yeah, what's well, the point? Well, I'm, I, I'm excited because one of the neat things about these smartphones is you can... Uh, you get data access with them. You get essentially an Internet service on your phone. And so for the last several months, I've been uh, on and off working on figuring out a way to get the Free Talk Live Internet streams available on people's smartphones. But since I didn't actually have a phone of my own, it was kind of difficult to test it. Right? I had to, I had to um, rely on other listeners to do the testing, and they did a pretty good job at it. But today I got it working Magnifique. It is uh, working very well now, and so it's worth promoting on the air at this point. If you've got a smartphone or some sort of Internet-enabled mobile device, you can now listen uh, via your smartphone to Free Talk Live's Internet streams. You can go to m.freetalklive.com to get all the details. That's m, as in mobile, m.freetalklive.com, and it's really easy and free. So, 800-259-9231 is our number. You can bring up whatever you want. 
Too Small For Me. Those are numerals two and four. That's TooSmallForMe.com. You can clean out your unwanted or unused kids' items from your home, save money by grabbing donated items, take advantage of the coupons and freebies they have there. It's easy to use, and all the features on the site are absolutely free. Don't trash it. Pass it. TooSmallForMe.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's continue. Talk to Patrick listening in Austin. Patrick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was checking those statistics. Well, I checked on the Bureau of Labor uh, Statistics website, and I couldn't find the 10.1 number. But do you know if there are other states that are higher than 10.1, or is California the highest? Um, I'm pretty sure t- one out of ten people being out of a job in California is pretty much a record. Checking this, the, that website, uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, it had this is from I think last quarter, but there were two other states higher than California, both uh, Michigan and South Carolina were both higher. Huh. Okay. Well, I don't. I'm not sure. The story is from the L.A. Times. If you'd like to really drill down and figure out where they got their numbers from. Yeah, because I'm mean, I'm just wondering about the causal link between uh, socialist policies in California and their unemployment. If Michigan is higher than, or South Carolina. You have to wonder about the that if it's true that about that causal link between socialism and unemployment, or if they're even close. If they're both in the nine ten percent range, you really can't draw a good link between the two, can you? Yeah, you might be making a good point. However, it seems that uh, poverty tends to follow socialism, from my observations. Um, hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen any. I'd have to see some reports on that. You could be right. No, I've never seen a report on it. It's just been an observation of uh, various different communist right. economies over I around mean, the world. You know, it, it, a report is something written by someone who likely has some kind of agenda, and so I mean, numbers get a tendency to get skewed. But it does make sense to you that uh, as the amount of money is taken away, that you are a, a able to learn that your uh, earn, excuse me, that your desire to earn money would go away, right? Like, so if you ninety nine cents out of every dollar that you were to earn went to the government like maybe you'd go play golf mm-hmm. does that make um, sense yeah i mean I, I think that's kind of a reductive absurdum on that but um yeah if you do say 99 okay. percent of your dollar is taken away then of course you know you're not going to do anything because you're only getting a penny which right it depends so, on what the purchasing power of a penny is i guess right well it wouldn't be very high because the government's spending them um, be, um to the point that you know they're not earning them so they're spending them you know in a way that the market wouldn't uh wouldn't do so if um you know big businessmen are making Ten cents on the dollar. Maybe they're going to say, eh, "Maybe I'll just go play golf and make instead of making that money." And there's the other side of it, Mark, wherein if the welfare state is expanding and offering more benefits to those who are collecting the welfare checks, then more people will be incentivized to just say, "Screw this working stuff. I'm going to go on welfare." And so you get it on both sides. You get the the productive class becoming less productive because they just aren't incentivized to. And on the or other side, someplace right or leaving. Uh, and then on the other side, you get the uh, the non-productive or the the parasitic class, if you will, uh, becoming more parasitic, and so yeah, therefore, I don't. I mean, I, I can't really argue with you guys on those points. All I can say is that I don't know if I would use that ten percent number in in California as proof that socialism doesn't work. So I think it's kind of yeah. That, that's not what I was. I wasn't saying it was proof that socialism doesn't work. Man, We've already got all the proof we need on that. Used, Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. There's already plenty of proof out there that socialism doesn't work. It's just kind of a an indicator that shows you that well. It's kind of it's it's showing California as being awfully similar to other socialist economies where there's tremendous amount of unemployment because well they can get away with it 
because those unemployed people have a huge welfare state bureaucracy to feed off of. You know, um, and I don't know what things are like out in California. I don't. But I can tell you that I won't be unemployed long. Um, now, I may have to work in – I've got a son. I've, I, I've got a, a baby that I've got to take care of. I've got a mortgage that I've got to pay. Well, actually, I don't have a mortgage. But, I, you know, I have to pay for the maintenance of my house. I have to make money. My wife stays home, so I have to work. It doesn't matter to me whether I've uh, – well, it does matter. But, I mean, I, I'm going to work whether I have to work at McDonald's or whether I get to work at the job of my choice. I'm going to work. We continue with Jim, also listening in Austin. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ina Mark. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to, uh, to, to connect with you. I really like hearing your show. Thanks, Jim. Uh, i got to give you a compliment. What I, one of the things I like about you guys is you're smart, you're quick, you don't say, uh, um, you know, and things like at this point in time instead of saying now. Well, Are you with me? No. Uh, no, I, I think we're guilty as anybody else of saying things like uh and um, though we try to be as cognizant of it as possible and attempt to leave them out if we can. Well, uh, I notice things like that, and I haven't noticed you guys, so... Good, I'll either. take it as a compliment. So who, who yeah, does that? That's exactly, that's exactly what it was meant. Um, who I doesn't work do at, it? Uh, in Austin, I work at the um, Texas Unemployment Commission, and people come in and they spend hours a day, day after day, um, looking on the screens, and my job is to teach them how to file for unemployment and how to um, navigate the other website and find um, uh, work. And I got to tell you, uh, it's a tough, it's a really tough situation for these guys. That uh, 20 years of carpentry, and there they are, and they've never been on a computer ever. Yeah. And they're coming in with their babies, or their single moms coming in with two kids, and That'd they're slogging tough. through this stuff, and they don't know where the hell. The A is, or, or or the ampersand, or this or that or the other, and um, it's really a dicey topic to to label groups of people that we don't understand. Because I don't understand the black culture. I'm a white guy. I'm 61, and um, I can't relate to a lot of the so-called low class. Even though financially I'm, I'm considered low class myself, although I was raised in Scarsdale, New York, and I went to college, and all my relatives were college educated. Um, you got ten seconds, Jim. Okay, not to accuse you guys, but I'm afraid that I'm interpreting you guys as being a sort of in your little tower, looking down and saying, "Well, you're not productive, and you're taking advantage of the situation." I want to come back and talk to you. Hang on, Jim. More in a in a moment here about pro- producing the productive versus the parasitic. More in moments. Your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for three dollars a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial toll-free and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at FreeTalkLive.com. We've got a bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at BBS.FreeTalkLive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative, privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. You can go over there 
and get a free account today at privacyharbor.com. All right, we're going right back into the calls here. Jim is still on the line in Austin. Now, Jim, a moment ago you made an accusation about us looking down from our tower in regards to what we were saying earlier about people being productive versus parasitic, and I'd like you to clarify what it is you were trying to get at there before we address it. I wish he could help you, but I have a son. My name is Kathy, and he had to go into a yoga class, and I'm sorry that he couldn't get Okay, so Kathy is now going to take over for Jim. <laughs> I'm not taking over. You're not. You're just letting went. us know what happened. Well, Jim had to go. Thanks. Well, I appreciate that courtesy, Kathy. Thanks for the call tonight. Let's address it anyway here, Mark, the, yeah, the whole as, idea as that we're looking, looking down our noses. Well, looking down from the ivory tower, I must say it's it's very nice here in the ivory tower, which is what? Your living room here at uh, yeah. your house? And uh, my my uh, my my opulent do- 93 Dodge Shadow with peeling paint right. is sitting outside. I've got so, a 96 Corolla outside. Yeah, you have 300,000 miles Three, Over 300,000 miles. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, so ivory tower, not. Now, now, are we idealistic? Perhaps to some extent. Like, yeah, I am. I, I do think that uh, to some extent a man's value is defined by how well he cares for his family, um, him going out and working every day, uh, earning money. I mean, you can call work whatever you want to um call it so yeah and i do i aspire to one day be able to be so comfortable as to have the choice of where whether or not to go to work um do i think that uh, frugality plays a role in that yes i do i think that people are responsible for those things now i don't have a problem with a person uh, getting something like uh, unemployment when i they, don't either when they pay into it every single week absolutely i wouldn't consider that person a parasite what i would consider parasitic would be to be on welfare and to continue to be on welfare and to never get off welfare that's a parasite if you can work if you can go out and plug yourself into the economy and do something if you're not you know c- completely uh crippled or something something to, some sort of debilitating condition to but where there you are can't... generations on welfare sorry it's just so it's par- and that's what that's what i would define as parasitic somebody who is not producing anything but is instead sucking off the wealth of everybody else and then the next thing you have to ask yourself is where's the obligation to take care of these people people that just essentially don't want to work um now i'm, I'm not talking about people that cannot work i'm talking people uh, and I don't, I don't know where the obligate obligation to take care of them came from either but where's the obligation from a societal or, or indiv- individual standpoint point to take care of those people that do not wish to work i don't see one i didn't sign a piece of paper that says let me into society and i will take care of your poor and uh, lazy i didn't do that i just happened to be born here and the government was taking money out of people's checks before i started working and then started taking money out of mine immediately they told me they'd throw me in a jail cell if I didn't f- fill out their little tax forms. That's apparently your obligation, Mark. Yeah. The, the, it's not an obligation. <laughs> it's tyranny. I yeah. mean, that is essentially the lord of the manor says you must do this, and if you do not, you go to um, the dungeon. Now, the lord in this case may be the majority of the voting public You know, when you finally boil it all down, although I think one could make the argument that uh, actually it's the bureaucrats in Washington that have, you know, they're there, administration in, administration out, the ones that have been there for a lifetime. Those are, in fact, the rulers. But, um, you know, it, it all boils down to the, the voters, and I don't think that the majority of voters have the right to tell me whether or not I have to support lazy or um, people that are unable to work. 
I'm with you, man. I I have no problem supporting people that need assistance. If you right, need I just assistance. sent a, what for me was a very big check to St. Jude's Hospital to take care of kids with cancer. Please don't call in and call me callous. I do not want to hear that. I'm just not interested in it. However, if you uh, you know if you don't want to work, I don't want to take care of you. Exactly. Thanks. Let's continue with your calls, and let's uh, talk to Mike in Virginia, listening to WCHV. Hello, Mike. You're on Free Talk Live. Wow, this is is great. I can't believe I get to talk to you guys. It's not that hard, man. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. But the whole thing with the people that think socialism is good, they need to come up with some examples of where socialism worked well. But the main reason I called you is the whole deal with the unemployment and your guys... You struck a chord with me with the parasitic kind of thing. The, just like, for example, if the if the anybody who's an employer, which I'm going to admit I am, mm-hmm. if you if there's if you have employees and you had a hundred of them, there's ten. There's at least ten who are totally worthless. Yeah. You so t- I don't feel bad about that part of it. And but the whole thing is, it's just. Uh, What's going on now is our government trying to steal every penny they can. Sure. In my opinion, this in is the, what's happening. In the guise of Robin Hood. They've got the little green cap on with the little feather in it. They say they're Robin Hood. They're robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. But what they don't mention is that they take themselves a nice, healthy slice off the top. Um, in the case yeah. of welfare, it's 70%. Only 30% of the dollars that go into the welfare system federal. and on the federal level come out to uh, the, the the people that wish to have them, so it's the it's the middle class bureaucrats and on up. When I say middle class, the upper middle class, some of them um, that are making the that are making all that money. Well, and only a percentage of that thirty percent. You say thirty percent goes to the receivers. Only a percentage of the receivers are actually worthy receivers. People with uh, with debilitating conditions and that sort of thing. Or there's a good percentage of them that are just they're just welfare hogs. Queens. Well, I guess my my thing, and you guys, like I say, you struck a chord with this, describing them as the parasitic people. I'm a, uh, I'm a, all right, I'm 56 years old. All right. I actually, one of my sisters actually moved to Canada for the socialism. Oh, boy. So she could make pottery, and they could sell pottery to each other, and live in free housing, and get free health care, and, and do nothing but... Uh, well, you know what people do when they're just making pottery. And Sing stuff. kumbaya. Right, right. So the whole thing, it's, it's just, to me, it's just bad. And then sometimes, now I'm going to pick on you guys. Okay, okay, please. I have a lot of friends from um, New Hampshire. And before I, well, and, but you guys are against government, but your own government and all my friends in New Hampshire, they're all of going bankrupt and selling their homes. And this is their second time around with this, because in the 80s it happened to them, too. And you guys are like the, actually the leaders in, if you want to have a barometer when everything's going to go to pot, New Hampshire goes first. In my my experience, I hate to say this, and I'll let you guys pick on me for it. But. Yeah. Are you, you suggesting that there are bad economic times up here in New Hampshire? Right. Because New Hampshire's uh, was rated by, I believe it was Money Magazine, that said that uh, you know we have uh, three three towns or three cities here that it would be considered uh, recession the most recession-proof in the nation. So I would say that uh, we're probably doing pretty well. I mean, I don't, I don't know your I'm friends gonna, from New Hampshire. I'm going to agree with you 100%. 
at certain spots in New Hampshire and certain spots all around the country, like uh, all college towns, for example. But Ours is God, a college I mean, town, Keene. We do the show from Keene, New Hampshire. And it was and, rated on that list. And Keene was listed as, what was it, the third, third best? Or uh, third most recession-proof uh, city in the nation. Now, this was for mid-sized or small to mid-sized cities. It was, it was not for large must be small. We're 25,000 people. Right. And, uh, and the, But the, the truth is, I mean, there are some parts of New Hampshire that are having a tougher time. I mean, I know that uh, Claremont has been kind of dying. Berlin is up north, and it's been dying off. So, and, you know, a lot of that has to do do with local regulations. Uh, for instance, I know that Berlin is one of the highest taxed. It's the highest tax city in New Hampshire as far tax as property bracket. tax. As far as property taxes are concerned. So you know, if you were to have an actual small government situation where the government were to back off, drastically lower those taxes, uh, and the, the zoning board were to disappear, then that would give uh, some people an opportunity to open up some businesses that they might not otherwise be able to afford to open up, or give businesses on the edge the ability to continue on without having to shut down. So I'm with you. I thank you for the call, and I share the concerns, and that's one of the reasons why we've got more and more activists coming up here to New Hampshire in order to be active for freedom so we can have a stronger economy. And more is on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the show. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give away all the features on the site. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You know you've got to get shopping done. Uh, even in a down economy, you still need to buy stuff. So save a few bucks at Amazon. Their new prices you'll probably find are cheaper than your local department stores. And they even sell used items, so if you need to save even more, you can buy used, and Free Talk Live will still get a percentage when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Jeff, listening to WFLA in Tampa, Florida. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, you know, you guys are really hitting the key with me because i got to tell you, I'm, I'm coming through kind of a period in my life right now where politically I'm kind of going from being a pretty moderate conservative um, to basically to a point where I'm starting to really look at things in this producer parasite type of view that you guys are talking about right now. I'm kind of, kind of at a point where I'm applying that to the whole spectrum now. And I, I got to tell you the truth, man. You know, um, my wife and I are young. I'm 26. She's 25. Uh, we've got a young daughter that's four years old. Um, we made uh, mid middle 60s this year. And, you know, we go up by a couple thousand every year. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my wife's in college. I'm in college. We both kind of screwed up a little bit in the teenage years, and we're making up for it now. But we're really, we're, you know, we're at that point now where, where realistically that's, you know, we're seeing a lot of people, you know, that are in the system. And I'm telling you, man, for people who are out there trying to make a living, trying to work like the guys that have been calling in before saying, you know, whatever the job is, just work, you know, it, there's no help for us. I mean, you fall on hard times when you're a productive person in this society. They ain't got nothing for you. It's but if you're a dreg... 
It's, they, you know, they, they got your ticket written right there at the door. Right. It's absolutely true. You've got to lose everything before they'll give you some help. So your house has to go. You know, your, your cars have to go. I don't know. Aren't they bailing out a whole bunch of people with, with mortgages? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. They, uh, they may be doing that. But you could be we- very, very, very wealthy. They'll only bail out the very wealthy or the very poor at this mm. point. Um, oh, they are talking about bailing out some mortgages, but I don't know what's going to happen there. Well, then that's, that's where the political part of it always kicks in in the long run, you know, yep. the left and the right. But, you know, the, 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 you know, the thing about it is, guys, is that really, I mean, you know, um, the message that, that you guys are getting out there on your show, you know, and I just had a discussion on the Bill Bennett show a couple weeks ago in the morning about the same thing. Whether you want to label it a conservative message, I know you guys tend to kind of, you know, try to go away from, from doing the left or right thing. But this message needs to be heard by people, you know, got, you know, 20 to 40 years old, because I'm telling you, man, it's not out there. People look to these, you know, a lot of people that I work with, I work in a warehouse. And, you know, I try to talk sense into these people because I'm telling you, man, they don't understand that we are the power. The people are the power of this country, and we're the ones that make America what it is. People like you, people like me. But you know, not enough, not enough people get that, man. Well, you're right. They've been, they've been, they've been emaciated over the years. They've been just beaten down. Emasculated. Emasculated. What is it? Emaciated means you're skinny, like you. Well, anyway, they've been uh, beaten (laughs) down over the years, and they have essentially been brainwashed. Uh, the, the American people have been brainwashed into thinking that all problems can be solved through the government, and they just don't—they don't understand that they can say no because they're so afraid to. Uh, the, the, if they say no to what the government is demanding, if the government comes comes to them and says, "Well, we're going to be increasing your property taxes this year, uh, or we're going to be increasing your uh, your income taxes this year," people will just bend right over and they'll pay it because they understand that there's a chance. They could be thrown in a cold prison cell if they don't. However, what they, the point they're missing, and the point that you kind of just hit on a moment ago, is that there are more of us than there are of them. And there always will be more of us than there are of them. Because if it gets to the point where there are more of them than there are of us, the economy will have already crumbled. The economy cannot support a majority of people being, you know, working for the government or completely living off of government largesse. So at Soviet some... Soviet Union proved that. Yeah, at some point... Point, if Americans were to just put their feet down and say, nah, no more, I'm not participating anymore, I'm, not, I'm no longer going through with this nonsense anymore, I'm going to live my life as free as I possibly can, I'm going to retain the 15% that uh, is taken out of every single paycheck and sent to Social Security, I'm going to retain the however many other percent is sent in for, uh, for income taxes. You want to talk about an increase in your standard of living, that would be it right there. But most people are too afraid to do it because, well, they don't want to be the first person. They don't want to be that uh, the, the, the individual that the government goes after and holds up as an example to like you know wesley snipes or uh, what willie nelson i guess was another one so that people are just too afraid and until americans get over their fear then nothing is going to change and it is all going to come crumbling down if americans can defeat their fear and start moving ahead and actually acting like courageous human beings again then everything can change and it can happen quite quickly but i, I just uh, i'm with you i think we need to get this message out as uh, as quickly and as widely as possible i just don't know how how likely americans are to actually find some courage to be receptive to it i mean i understand but you know and also a large part of the problem is 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 that you guys aren't up on any pedestal i mean you're just speaking truth 
and you know, a lot of these politicians, especially on the left, they're so politically correct that you know, in their view, or at least in the way that they put it in the media, anybody that's on welfare or any of these people, they're just they're just disadvantaged. And you know, it's pathetic because the reality is is that when you're me and you live in a you know in a world where I work, you know, with a lot of lower class people and I see the system and I'm telling you right now, man, the people that I know in my life that I've met, even people in my own family that use welfare and food stamps and, and programs like this, they are the worst parents. They don't care about their kids. They don't care about, about, uh, about saving money. They don't care about their kids' education. I mean, uh, you know, the bottom line is, is most of these people that are on these programs, they're garbage. They don't want to be productive. They could be otherwise, however. The, these people have been trained to be garbage, as you put it, because the opportunity to be garbage and to continue being garbage is present for them. If the opportunity wasn't there, if, for instance, all assistance programs were run by churches or by other private charity groups, then what you would have is a drastically different situation, wherein if somebody fell onto hard times, they would have to go to this private organization and they would show this private organization what had happened to them. They would tell them their story. They would, ask. they would ask for assistance. The private organization would give them the assistance, but the private organization would handle it differently than the government welfare bureaucrats. The private organization would have an interest in making sure that the individual or the family that was falling on, uh, had fallen on hard times was actually working toward making their lives better, uh, actually healing their lives and getting back out there. Whereas the government program, as long as you can fill out the right paperwork in the correct way, Way, you'll continue getting a check. There is no individual in, within the governmental organization that really cares uh, in a way like a charity might about the people that they're dealing with. So the government, put them in the box. right? The yep, government charity situation, the government welfare situation, just encourages more people to just come in into the box, as you say, and to just keep collecting. Whereas if it was privately run, those private uh, organizations would have real overhead that they have to be concerned with. They'd have uh, contribute like you and I or Mark, we might be contributing to an organization like that. And if we found out that the organization was doing a slipshod job of helping people, that they were just letting people leech off of their system, then we could withdraw our contributions. We can't do that from the welfare program because if we withdraw, they come after us and they threaten to hurt us. They threaten to throw us right. out of our homes. It's they the threaten problem. to throw us in cages. Dashel. It's the problem yeah, with... Your last name is Dashel. <laughs> it's the... No, it's, it's the... all of them, my friend. It's the problem with every monopoly system. Once, a, once an organization's a monopoly, they don't have to provide as good of a service. And the only way you can get a monopoly is if the government backs them up. Because the competition in the marketplace will always bring any other, so what they call you know, market monopolies, even though there's, there's never been an example of one in history. But uh, you know, they'll always bring the big guy down. Any other yeah. thoughts, Jeff? Well, you guys, you know, you guys are fighting the good fight. And it's just, you know, I'm going to keep on on my end. I'll tell you right now. I mean, like I said... I'm pushing away a lot more nowadays as I'm getting older, and I'm pushing away from the, so much of the left and the right, and I'm trying to talk to people out there in my age group, and I'm trying to tell people, hey, man, listen, the only way you're going to get anywhere in your life is, on, is, is, is with you, because I'm telling you right now, Barack, ain't gonna, he ain't going to make your life 
any better than what it is right now. No, all the government can do is forcefully extract wealth from the productive and then redistribute it in the way that's politically feasible for them. Thanks for the call. And it does that whether it's Barack Obama or whether it's George Bush. Need we, uh, need we mention here that George Bush drastically increased the size of the state, aggregated a tremendous amount of power to the executive branch, and now Barack Obama, of course, is benefiting from all the things that George Bush did. They're all working together to enrich themselves at your cost and to enrich their buddies as well. Hour two's coming up. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free on the site, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is free. Again, freetalklive.com. Going to the amp line to talk to Dennis in New Hampshire. Dennis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Greetings, gentlemen. How are you, sir? Hey. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this uh, this revolution that we appear to be kicking off starting this week here. Oh. So um, you, you guys have talked about this before, that New Hampshire has some legislation in place that uh, would basically draw a line in the sand against the federal government and would say if the federal government crosses this line, or actually about seven specific lines, then New Hampshire considers the federal government null and void, we take our sovereignty back, and we don't recognize you anymore. Well, now let's be fair, Dennis. It's actually just a resolution, and it's just it's not really binding to the New Hampshire government in any way, shape, or form. But it certainly is a nice bit of symbolism. Oh, it's a darn nice... You know, there's been some talk about this, that uh, the state of Oklahoma passed a... What, what's being called a similar resolution. Right. Did they beat but us to the punch, look, huh? Pardon? They beat us to the punch. Yeah, they did. They did. Although, I took a look at their resolution, and it's very, very wishy-washy. Really? So if you're complaining about New Hampshire's not being, like, having teeth, um, Oklahoma doesn't have any specific lines in the sand. It doesn't say what the government, what the federal government could do. And then it doesn't say what Oklahoma will do if such lines are crossed. So it just says we assert that we are sovereign and we don't like what the feds have been doing and we don't like it. Yeah, it's kind of like um, the American people calling themselves free. Gotcha. It's just a bunch of empty words. The American people saying, I'm free and I own the following firearms. So, and you can know the list. So, in New Hampshire, they have laid down very specific things, very specific. if they are to come, if these things come to pass at the national level, then New Hampshire will essentially threaten to withdraw from the union because they aren't obligated to buy this piece of legislation. It's just that they're sending a message to Washington to say uh, no more of this, which of course will not stop them. They're going to continue on. In fact, I had a story tonight about how they're looking to bring back the assault weapons ban. Now, wouldn't that be one of those seven things, Dennis? That is, in fact, number six, further infringements on the right to keep and bear arms, including prohibitions on type or quantity of arms or ammunition. So if if this New Hampshire resolution passes before the assault weapons ban comes back, then we're pretty much good to go for secession then, right? So what is it? Uh, what are you calling about tonight specifically, Dennis? What's new? What's uh, what's going on? Okay, so this this secession bill—it's not really a secession bill; it's a nullification bill. 
uh, the i.e. nullification of the federal government. So would that um, be like a, a more politically correct term for secession? No, because secession is you're leaving something. Nullification is there's nothing to leave. I see. You're basically saying, well, since the federal government has violated so much of its own constitution, the constitution is in effect not even there anymore. And New Hampshire was one of the states, and Oklahoma not, but I mean, it, I, I don't suppose it really matters. But it, when you sort of look at it, New Hampshire was one of the states that opted into this union. So they had the right, they, you know, essentially have the right to opt out. And they left themselves that, uh, that, that uh, caveat, did they not, Dennis? They did, and in fact, what, they had requirements. They had pre-requirements for joining the union, and some of them were that the um, the things that the federal government can do had to be spelled out, or it had to be made clear that the federal government could only do the things that it was being allowed to do as specified in the Constitution, and that, and that actually a few other states said the same thing, which is what led to the Ninth Amendment and also to the 10th Amendment. Um, Can I, let so, me read those real quick for you, um, Dennis, just for people that probably don't know their constitutions. The, um, number, people don't know their constitution? Can you believe what it? What's wrong with these people? The, enu the enumeration of the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So the fact that uh, they're, you know, they're, they're spelling out the rights in the Bill of Rights doesn't mean that these are the only rights in existence. Number 10. The powers not delegated to the United States by this Constitution. So go ahead, read the Constitution, and you'll see just how many powers they've delegated themselves over 200 and something years. Um, nor prohibited to it by the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So, in fact, the ruling bodies are supposed to be the states, not the federal government. But that's not the way things are today. Here, here. So, so the House of Representatives of the state of New Hampshire is, is scheduled to vote on this resolution, this line in the sand resolution, this coming Wednesday. And so we've gone ahead and done, we being uh, largely the, the Liberty Alliance, the Hampshire Liberty Alliance, NHLiberty.org, mm -hmm. we have um, organized a rally, a nice little rally, to be held actually as the representatives are going into the building. Um, I don't know how many people are going to be there, but I know specifically I can I can name 200 people that are going wow. to be there. Myself included. A lot of them are telling me that they're bringing other people, so I have no idea. I know there are several carpools coming up from Keene. Uh, I'll be heading out there as well, so I imagine the parking is going to be a difficult situation in Concord. Thank God. Excellent. I yeah. mean, tie the place up, man. Tie it up in knots. Um, I got a whole bunch of people coming to the rally to speak, which is pretty cool. Um, some of the folks who are going to be speaking at the Liberty Forum, which I'm sure you guys will talk about at some point, are coming up early to speak at the rally. Oh, which fantastic. Is kind of cool. And um, among those people are Adam Kokesh from Iraq Veterans Against the War and Angela Keaton from Antiwar.com. And because those two folks were speaking, um, that kind of piqued the interest of New Hampshire Peace Action, which is a, an anti-war type group homegrown in New Hampshire, so they're sending a person. There's some gun-type groups they're going to be talking. Um, there's going to be a, the Patriot Pastor, if you've seen this guy, Pastor Garrett Lear. He's one of these people with a tricorder hat. And <laughs> you can only find people like him in New Hampshire. Oh, man, he's totally, he's, he's as New Hampshire as they come. Well, there's Williamsburg. I believe Don Gorman, the original uh, political director of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, is going to talk there, as is the bills. So hundreds of people. Uh, so hundreds of people are going to be showing up in Concord. Hopefully, coming up on it's Wednesday morning, correct? 
That's correct. Wednesday, and, it's going to start at 8 a.m. bright and early, 8 a.m. sharp. So, you know, people should get here early, make the pilgrimage into Concord. And as I tell people, look, if you need to call in sick and take a day off of work, if, if, if retaining your freedom is less important to you than calling in sick and taking a day off of work, then please enjoy whatever tyranny you live under. But that's not how we do things in New Hampshire. Now, that's, uh, that's what I want to ta- uh, talk about here, Dennis, because we've got a national audience here tonight listening to this. How, how many other places across the country, I mean, yeah, there's Oklahoma and there's a handful of other states that have, have apparently similar kind of legislation that they're looking at. But as you say, Dennis, the uh, New Hampshire one is the most, uh, the one with the most teeth of, of all of them. Uh, are there hundreds of people showing up at state houses around the country or is this only happening in New Hampshire? To the best of my knowledge, it's only happening in New Hampshire. What I'd like to point out is this is not an isolated incident. This is not a one-off thing. In New Hampshire, you've got, oh, say, for example, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which has half a dozen of its members elected as state representatives. I mean, that's that's the thing to me that is so unprecedented here, is that the, the legislature is getting this burgeoning Liberty Caucus, and I what, what I'm seeing happening is this Liberty Caucus that is coming together, which is not just the members of the Liberty Alliance. It's people that the Liberty Alliance endorses and, and so forth. This rally is going to be the crucible from which is born a hardcore libertarian movement in a state legislature that I don't think has ever happened in any state, aside from maybe a few of the states when the darn nation was first founded. And it's only just now, you mentioned the term burgeoning, it's only just getting started. Those half a dozen people you're talking about were elected over the last uh, few years uh, because of the Free State Project, because of this influx of hundreds of of like-minded, liberty-oriented activists that have come here in order to live as free as possible and to work towards more freedom in our lifetime. And it's just something that's not happening anywhere else, and it's so exciting to see it happening. There's so much going on, and it's just, uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about here as the show goes on. uh, The Liberty Forum, I think the organizer of the Liberty Forum is on the line. We're going to talk to Chris Lawless here in a little bit about all of the exciting things that are happening just in this next week up here in New Hampshire, let alone what's coming with in the next few years. If you're scared, you're free. If you're anywhere near New Hampshire, get up to the Capitol. Yep, and you can go to nhliberty.org to get more details on the event. Thanks, Dennis, for the call tonight. And if you're scared your liberties are going away, New Hampshire's the place to be. Well, they are going away, that's for sure, all over the place, and we're backing them up here in uh, New Hampshire. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them all away, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience going back for an entire year. Free at freetalklive.com. And the 57th running of America's legendary sports car classic runs Saturday, March 21st at Sebring International Raceway in Florida. The Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, features the fastest race cars in the world. Gates open Wednesday, March 18th for four 
days of action, culminating with a big 12-hour classic on Saturday, March 21st. The 12 hours of Sebring. For ticket information, visit SebringRaceway.com. Sebring, the biggest sports car race of them all. That's SebringRaceway.com as we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to Dawn. Ladies first, Dawn, listening in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Dawn? Um, I just have a question because something came up um, the sure. last couple of days, and I got kind of worried. I was going outside, and somebody was telling me about some stickers on your mailbox. And if you have a blue sticker or a red sticker, um, which I thought was a joke when they told me, when I went home, I guess I had I have a blue one on mine. And I started driving around and noticing that everybody in my area had them blue or red. Hmm. So when I went online to look it up, now I don't know if it's true or what, so I'm hoping that somebody out there can tell me. It says that I found the website. It's called UAFF. UAFF is in Frank Frank or SS is in? Oh, UAF is in Frank, F is in Frank, and okay. it says FEMA Death Camp. And it says if you're on the red, if you're a red sticker, these people are the enemies, and they are the leaders of the Patriot Group. Well, hold on a second. This is this is a pretty outrageous allegation here. Let me see if I'm following what you're saying. You have driven around, and you have actually seen blue and red stickers on various different people's mailboxes? Yeah, well, I have a blue one on mine, and I'm wondering if I should take it off, because I don't know anything about this stuff. I'm new to all this. But wait, you've also seen them on other people's mailboxes? They're in my whole neighborhood, and then when I went driving about 30 miles... And you're telling me the Internet has said that if it's red, that means you're going to a death camp? Um, If it's red, it's telling me that you will be killed. If it's blue, you're going to a concentration camp for mind control. I have a blue one, so I'm kind of worried. (laughs) It sounds to me like a trash pickup thing. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know where that came from. Here's the first thing you do. Take your mailbox and saw it off. The only thing that it's used, at, go go to the local uh, mailbox store, get yourself a, a mailbox. Then they'll never know because there won't be anything to stick a sticker on. Um, and the only thing that uh, the mailbox really is good for is receiving all the pizza coupons that are out there. You can you can go ahead and get a mailbox that's private, and then no one will know necessarily where you live. And you can uh, route all your stuff through this mailbox. It's both what uh, my my partner Ian and myself we both do this. And I wouldn't be too concerned about them rounding people up at this point in time. Yes, the United States is going down the road to tyranny, and it has been going that way for a number of decades. No doubt about it, the government is scary and dangerous and awful and tyrannical. There's no doubt about any of those things. And yes, it is true that there is a uh, a contract in play in the federal government to have camps built. However, no one's being rounded up Yet, and I highly doubt they're going to be slapping your mailbox with an identifying sticker to clue you in to what's going on. It sounds to me like you just read some paranoid, you know, crackpot conspiracy website. I would rest easy. Well, I just got worried because I went outside and started seeing my mailbox, and then I started driving around. And yeah. You know how you don't notice things until you look? Sure, sure. sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't be too concerned about the men in black coming for you. Thanks for the call tonight. Interesting call, though. 800 Never two, heard it yeah, before. 800-259-9231. I can tell you I have not seen any sticker on my mailbox. 
And I do have a mailbox. I have one on my house. Tear it off. You know, it's theft. The fact is, you buy the mailbox, and the government steals it from you. As, as long as it has U.S. mail put on it, nobody else can use it for anything. You could tell your friend to put your key, put a pair of keys in there to get give to you or something like that, mm-hmm. and they'd be breaking the law. Mine doesn't say property of the feds. Uh, it, it's just supposed, an old it's ass supposed box. to say U.S. mail, just and an old you might box. be able to you might be able to slide based on that. I don't know, but yeah, they all steal these, the boxes. These old houses up here in New Hampshire, down in uh, the downtown area of Keene, they don't actually have mailboxes in the ground. They're all up on the they're mounted on the sides of people's houses, and they're usually just old letter boxes. They don't have any sort of identifying thing that says that they are the property of the postmaster, which is what all brand new mailboxes say. They do all say U.S. mail. Right. You go and you pay the money at Home Depot or Walmart or wherever it is they sell mailboxes. You're the one who bought the mailbox, but the instant you put it in the ground, it's no longer yours. Amazing, isn't it? Anyway, we continue it's with nice your phone to be calls. The, nice to be in charge. Nice to have a monopoly. Let's talk to uh, let's talk to Chris in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Hi, guys. Hey, is this Chris Lawless? This is Chris Lawless, organizer of the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the 2009 Liberty Forum happening next week. This time next week, we'll be broadcasting live from the Liberty Forum. What are you calling about tonight? I um, just wanted to give you guys the quick update is um, that the hotel is actually sold out. Oh, wow. Um, That's exciting. If you exciting. want a room in the hotel, yeah, it's, it's, um, the hotel called me up and they said they're sold out. They only have executive suites left. However, if someone still wants to come, we are working with the hotel across the street um, to get a special rate. So they would have to email libertyforum at freestateproject.org, and we'll, give them, we'll get them in touch with the hotel to get a um, cheap room across the street. So the event itself has not sold out, but the hotel has sold out of rooms for people to stay in. Uh, people can still get registered. Is it through Sunday, or is it only through the, the remaining hours of the night, Chris, as far as getting into the dinners? Um, the lunches are actually sold out. We've sold out of lunches. And for dinners, they're available up until noon on Monday. Okay. 12.30, I have to call the hotel, so noon on Monday, they can register online. They, of course, can use the code 2009FTL to get a 10% discount, but noon on Monday is the cutoff because we have to give the count for the meals to the hotel. Okay, so people can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and get registered there, get all the details, get the whole list of speakers. going to be some great speakers coming up this year, including Glenn Jacobs. Uh, you might know him as WWE's Kane. Mary Ruard is going to be there, the author of Healing Our World. She's one of the keynote speeches. The other keynoter is Richard Heller from the Heller versus DC gun case, and there are just so many other great speeches that are going to be happening. Also, panel discussions. Uh, Mark, you and I are going to be on a media panel on Sunday, and the event, I should note, is going longer this year than it ever has. Usually it wraps up at around 12 o'clock on Sunday, and it looks like it's going to be going as late as 4 o'clock with Stefan Molnieu being the closing speaker. It's really a, it's, it's a well-rounded event with people talking about everything from politics to civil disobedience and voluntarism, and it's just all over the map. If you love liberty and you're going to be up here in the New England area, you want to make it out to Nashua, New Hampshire this coming uh, weekend from the 5th through the 8th. It's going to be a great time, the 2009 Liberty Forum. Anything else you want to get out there tonight, Chris? Just if they do miss the deadline of Monday, they won't be able to get meals, but we will have registration at the door for people who want to come in just for the sessions. Um, you know, So Monday noon is the cutoff for meals, for dinners, and then they can show up in uh, 
person. Great. And if you can't make it up, just tune in to Free Talk Live because we'll be broadcasting live the entire weekend. Thanks, Chris, for the call tonight, and we'll see you next week. More on the way. You can bring up whatever you want. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features are completely free, including the wiki. We've got over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. You can go and edit virtually anything you see. That's the point of the wiki. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. If you've been looking to spice things up in the bedroom or fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type in FTL, as in Free Talk Live, for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. 50% off with offer code FTL at AdamEve.com. Let's continue with your phone calls about anything Hughes is on the line in Florida listening to WFTL, or FLA, rather. Hughes, did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, John Hughes, just like Howard Hughes. Welcome, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Thank you. This is going back about two or three weeks. You were speaking about this fellow that's car was broken into, and he was very annoyed. The police didn't take any action, and you chimed in that the police were probably in a hurry to get around and give out summonses. I just want to explain the procedure to you. This is a crime against property. Mm -hmm. The police come, the, the crime has already occurred. The police come and take the information. They don't see anybody that did it. They turn it over to the detectives. Now, they go continue on patrol, not only looking for people that may be blocking your driveway or blocking a crosswalk, but they're also looking, trying to prevent crimes. They give it to the detectives. The detectives possibly might be busy with a homicide, a brutal assault, or a rape. Crime against property goes on the bottom of the list. Do you agree with that? They're probably also so this, busy get, with drug investigations, too, Hughes. In, as if the police don't want to do anything. Oh, no, 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 no. We thing. never said that. We say all the time on this show that the cops would love to be able to, to throw themselves in front of a bullet in order to save people, that that's what police want to do. However, yeah. their, upper, their, their higher-ups are the ones that set the agenda. Would you not agree that the reason that people accept police being there is, by and large, they expect themselves and their property to be protected, but the vast majority of the time that property crimes go completely unsolved while cops are out there giving tickets for somebody going, you know, to 11 miles hour, um, an hour over the speed limit or something like that. I haven't ever had my drive, I've never had my driveway blocked, but I've gotten a hell of a lot of speeding tickets. Well, they do speed? Uh, who the hell are they to tell me that I can't? Did I hurt anybody? Well, it's against the law, whether you did or you didn't. Uh, yeah, well, if I, if what if I, I don't agree gun, with the law? If I fired a gun, well, the, well, you should good, change it, Mark. Run for office. I was born in 1960. If I'm I sorry. fired a gun at you and didn't hit you, I shouldn't get arrested then. That sounds like a threat to me. You, are you saying that, that speed, are you saying that speeding's a threat? Because when I go out on the inter- when I go out on the interstate there on I seventy five, I see yes. people going ninety miles an hour, and it's not a threat to anyone. They're driving and safely. That is a threat. How is that? Are you going? Are you going? Are you going sixty-five miles an hour on Highway seventy? If you're going the speed limit on um, on I seventy-five, you are a threat because you're you're impeding traffic. 
No, you're twisting and turning things around. It's a threat going 95 miles an hour. Why, sir? Period. Why? Why? Because I just told you. It may go out of control. There may be a deer crossing. You may have to stop short. In Florida? Yes. A deer? There's no deer in Florida? They're tiny little dogs. I think people have domesticated them, haven't they? I've never seen a deer on the interstate in Florida. You're getting silly now. It probably happens. You've never seen a deer on the highway. In Tampa, Florida, in Hillsborough County, there's a deer that's not in a zoo? You're kidding. What? You're in my backyard, mister. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> hey, what? Silly. There were deer out in Mayaka, uh, but yeah. I never seen them out in I never uh, saw on the interstate. I, never saw a deer I lived in, in Florida my whole life. Never it's saw a deer in uh, anywhere so, in so, any coastal well, Hold on. County. I'd like to know a little bit more about driving safely here, since you are the expert, uh, Hughes. Now, I, you're I'm saying that 95 is, is, is unsafe. So what do you believe that the correct safe speed is? I'm not a speedster. The correct speed... Safe speed is what is posted on the sign. Oh, I see. So whatever the state your, says is a correct. remark about the police going to give summonses out when they should have been investigating the So, crime. Hughes, you're it's saying that whatever the state... to investigate a property crime. Right. We're, we're having a conversation, Hughes. Okay. I'm not going to over-talk you. Go ahead. You, you are saying that whatever the state determines is safe is safe in your mind. So whatever it is the state says is okay. So if the state raised the, uh, the, safe, uh, the, the, the speed limit to 90, then all of a sudden that would be okay in your mind? Well, you better go back and talk to your representatives. They're not my representatives, they, sir. Then, oh. They don't represent me oh, one bit. Did anyone vote? Of these, speaking of representatives, representatives don't d- d- set the speed limit. Bureaucrats do. I. It's not like I get to vote whether or not the speed limit's going to be a certain... Um, I don't get a, a, a voice in it, as though that matters, but I do have to pay my property taxes them. in order to, to pave that road. So I'm forced... To pay that, pave that road, but I'm I, I don't get any say in to what the speed is. There's no market evaluation as to what the speed is. If the speed is wrong, if somehow or another the omniscient bureaucrats set the speed wrong, what would we do about that, Hughes? I'm, I'm sure they spent millions of dollars setting up formulas and checking. You ever <laughs> see those wires across the road? You ever see the wires? Across I've the seen road the, the, the that determine that determine. Now I let you speak, right? Go ahead, Hughes. You're right here. You ever see the right wires here. across the road that determine the, the, the passage of traffic and how much traffic is coming across? How do you think they, that they gauge the uh, red and green lights? Don't they, don't they gauge the, uh, the amount of traffic going back and forth? They do it on revenue generation. you want generation. something regulated or you don't want things regulated? They, they, they do it based on revenue generation. And it's been shown over and over again with stoplight cameras that the uh, yellow light period shrinks when you get stoplight cameras. So the fact is the bureaucrats want more money and they want to give tickets. I'd like to go back to the original reason you called, Hughes. Yeah. You were saying that the police are actually just out there. You know, they're investigating violent crimes. And so if you had something stolen out of your car, your call was, car was stolen well, it's just a property crime. That's down at the bottom of the list. But I noticed how you uh, conveniently left out them investigating drug crimes, so-called drug crimes. Yeah. And uh, where where is that at on their list of priorities? Are, how many crimes are on the book? How many crimes can I mention? Hughes, where, where is that? Where is now. that? Hughes, since you know so no much about the cops. No one could do all the crimes, Hughes, because where, you couldn't through. read them all in your lifetime. I'm asking you right, now right. you to specify for me, lifetime. Hughes, since you know right. what their list is. Where do drug crimes show up on their list of priorities? I think, uh, let's see, now, if you, being that you're getting silly, I'm going to get silly. Go ahead. Uh, I there. think it's about 14. It's, on, it's number 14. Compared, now, where, is, uh, where are the property crimes compared to that? Property crimes are number 32. 
Okay, so that's, they're that's spending like all of their time. So, Hughes, so Hughes, can you understand why people might be a little bit upset, Hughes, that no, instead of actually protecting, hold on a second there, bud. Instead right, of actually protecting, okay. you know what? Pot him down for a moment. <laughs> instead of actually protecting and serving as they claim to be doing, instead of investigating a real crime against somebody's property, wherein there is an actual victim, you have just admitted that these police are spending far more of their time and resources investigating so-called crimes that don't actually involve a victim. Drug crimes. So can you understand why people might be a little bit upset that the cops don't seem to do jack squat when they have things stolen from them, Hughes? Does that make sense to you now? Yeah, I answer? You're right here, buddy. Go right ahead. Drug crimes have no victims? Now you're telling me drug crimes have no victims? Yes, drug crimes have exactly no... Is victimless also? That's correct, sir. Gambling is also victimless. Gambling, prostitution, drugs, not a victim to be found anywhere in there, sir. Go ahead and explain to me where the victim is. I'm listening. In what? In, uh, good. Would you listen? Take your pick. pick. One. Which one of those three? How many assaults and homicides are involved with prostitution? Assaults and homicides are crimes yeah. with a victim. We're talking about having sex for money, sir. Where is the victim? Having sex for money. That's what prostitution is, is right? Where's the victim? You've got somebody who's I'm consenting you where to the victim is. Go when ahead. These people corral somebody in an isolated place and rob them and beat them. That's the robbery. That's where the victim is. You're yes. talking about robbery, yeah. not well, prostitution. Look, if he people is this confusing place. for you, Hughes? Hughes he wouldn't be into a, He wouldn't be in that place if it wasn't for the prostitute being there. Is that Look, too hard for you to understand? If people wore red shoes when they committed crimes, that wouldn't make red shoes bad or illegal. It's only the crime that they commit that hurts someone. Assaults are criminal. Robberies are criminal. Prostitution, not criminal. Hughes, let's. Uh, so I see where you're coming from. You're criminal? saying that prostitution. Not, not, cr- not criminal in the sense of a moral sense. I understand that it's a crime in the legal but, sense. But, but the Mark, politicians have usurped um, like morality, and now they get to tell you in the form of laws that you can't read, as you just admitted, Mark, because there are too damn many of them. Hughes is making a good point, and that is that the prostitution business happens in very dark, uh, secretive places where bad things can easily happen. He's right about that, except that doesn't apply to Nevada and places like the Bunny Ranch. And I'm going to bring you back, Hughes. If you'll hang on, we'll continue this conversation because I'd like to ask you how many people are getting clocked over the head in the Bunny Ranch in Nevada. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the program, getting us uh, on as many radio stations uh, across the country as we can, bringing more Internet listeners on board and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if you like that idea and you want to get access to perks, like the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more, get all the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Hughes is still with us, listening on WFLA. Now, a conversation that started out about the police ended up uh, being a discussion about 
various different victimless crimes, specifically prostitution. And Hughes was explaining that he believes that prostitution is indeed a crime with a victim because prostitution results in people doing things in very dark, dangerous places where they could be, for instance, if they're the John, they could be robbed by the, you know, a friend, a big burly friend of the prostitute. Or the reverse could be true, where the John could rob or beat or kill the prostitute. So it's a very dangerous business. There's no doubt about that. However, Hughes, what I would like to submit to you is that the reason why prostitution is such a dangerous trade is because it's prohibited. And anything that is prohibited, whether it's guns, drugs, prostitution, gambling, will end up being controlled by the criminal element in society and therefore increase dramatically the danger associated with it. Because the reality of the situation, Hughes, is that in Nevada, many places in Nevada, prostitution is fully legal. And there are places like the, I think it's the Moonlight Bunny Ranch or something like that. There are a handful of these places around Nevada that operate fully out in the open. They are secure places that are safe. People can go there and they can engage in prostitution with a selection of women. And uh, I, I don't know what the prices are like, but they are. There are people that are competing for this uh, for that kind of business in Nevada. And one of the factors is safety. Not only safety from being robbed, but also safety from STDs and things like that. So with that in mind, Hughes, do you now understand why it is that prostitution alone is not? A victor is not a crime involving a victim that it has to have the prohibition element in order to uh, to be associated with violence. Does that make sense to you? Under, under those circumstances, it's certainly controlled. Yes, controlled prostitution. I wouldn't be. I'm not against it at all. So then, you agree is, then that prostitution by not itself is not a crime involving a victim. Do you agree with that, Hughes? Well, he's not a victim until he gets hit on the head. Right, absolutely true. He is. So, don't you think that uh, don't you think that the other 49 states that have outlawed prostitution are doing so for some reason other than keeping people safe? Other other than keeping in what what respect? Well, <laughs> clearly they're not keeping people safe by uh, you know they're not keeping uh, people safe because in Nevada where the prostitution's legal people are safe, whereas right. in Tampa where it's illegal people have to go out on street corners and perhaps get clocked in their head. Right. So they're not protecting you. Thanks, Hughes, for the call. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue and talk to. Carrie, listening in Florida to WFTL. Carrie, you're on Free Talk Live. Carrie, in Florida, listening to WFTL, going once. Carrie in Florida, going twice. Let's try instead Brian in New Hampshire. Brian, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, gentlemen. What's on your mind tonight, Brian? Um, well, I just, uh, I've just i been uh, listening to uh, your program and uh, heard Dennis and all the people talking about uh, New Hampshire activism. Um, I'm going to be going down um, on Wednesday to uh, at least be a face in the crowd. Um, we also have the uh, New Hampshire seatbelt law coming up once again. Yes, we're the only state in the union that, uh, that it is legal for an adult to drive around without a seatbelt. And, uh, well, the nanny statists are out there and they want to keep you safe and cash in on the $3.7 million that the federal government will give them. So they're really doing it for your safety, I swear. And they've brought the seatbelt thing up again. It's passed the House. It hasn't passed the Senate. And uh, we're going to have to show up and make a big stand. And hopefully we can stave them off once again. But I'll tell you, there need to be a lot of people out there at that uh, the Senate Ways and Means Committee. It, I believe it's uh, March 9th. 9th. 
Yep. Once once again, they they bring it up again. Um, I um, was wondering if you guys would uh, allow me to give the uh, telephone number of the uh, house rep that co-sponsored the bill. It wouldn't really make sense for a national radio show. What else do you have on, on your mind tonight? Oh, that's all. I just wanted her to be inconvenienced like I'm going to have to be inconvenienced. What you can down. do is you can post it over at nhfree.com. There's a great forum there that will allow you to get that out to a number of activists here in New Hampshire and around also, the country. bbs.freetalklive.com is open for Yep, uh, you can do that there, too. Thanks, Brian, for the call. Tonight. All right. 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want. I don't know if we have Carrie or if he dropped off the line, but if we do have Carrie, let's try him one more time. Carrie, listening to WFTL. Carrie, you're there on the air. Yeah, um, I was calling to uh, kind of stick up to that last guy that you say in uh, prostitution, gambling, and uh, drugs are victimless crime. And actually, when you file an arrest affidavit, uh, the person, the victim in that crime is actually the state of Florida because everybody suffers when there's people out there doing drugs and prostituting. So when I mean, did you graduate from government school? <laughs> I just actually got out of high school. Yeah, well, it's there. Well, how, exactly how do I suffer? As you said, everybody did, so I must. Um, how do I suffer if somebody goes to a prostitute and exchanges money for sex? Uh, well, obviously, there's older people in the community who, well, there's but I'm not older. people who think that look. Well, even like people your age think that looks bad, and they don't want that there. So guess what? They call uh, the legislators. What if I don't like the they color of your food? hair, son? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Let, let's. Well, well, you don't. I, I don't hair, like the I, way it looks. Well, if I have, if I have blonde, high, spiky hair, is that uh, better? To some transvestite walking down the street with her pants halfway up her uh, butt, you know? It all depends on your you perspective, doesn't it? To, to somebody who likes trans, transvestites with tight pants, I suppose it looks really great. Is is your majority perspective? Rules. You put ninety nine people. In a Why the hell does majority be... rules? This is a free country, and I should be able to do what I want, sir. No, you can't. You can't do drugs. People get killed because of drugs. I've and, done plenty and, of yeah, drugs. Like, let me tell the, you. You mean like the drug alcohol? <laughs> you mean like the drug alcohol carry? Because that's the one yeah. that kills the most people, and it's legal. Do you think we should outlaw it? Uh, heavens, no! I'm drinking a beer right now. Well, then, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> so apparently, you don't think. Oh, you think only only the drugs you don't like should be illegal. I mean, I I've tried weed. I've smoked. I smoked plenty of it. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you right now, you mix weed and beer, you are toast. You are beyond toast. You can't talk. So is, I don't know about you, but too. I've done it several times yeah, and I've been able to speak. It happens all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. You must talk about when you drink too much beer. Is that what you mean when you say no, mix beer? I, I'm just saying it's very dangerous. You know your yeah, limit. You're... With weed, you don't know if it's going to be the same stuff you got last week. It could be good stuff. This uh, one hit could send you on your butt. You how, about, how, about, uh, how about how about so smoke it a little moderation, man? Take a couple of puffs and let it sit for now a while. Now let's go back to the idea of people looking bad. Things looking bad as you're uh, going down the street. Okay. So, so anything that looks bad up. should be outlawed. Is that what you're saying? This is how it hurts you. I'm not saying I'm not saying I really care. I don't care if there's drug dealers on every street corner. Obviously, you do bad things. They're probably going to try to steal from you and stuff. But I don't care. I, I'll defend myself, you know. But these other you do sound like you just got out of government school. I think Mark was uh, very prescient to uh, to bring that up. Now, here's what I'd like to point out. Let's let's talk about reality, okay? The reality is most prostitution is not done at the street level. 
Most prostitution, probably about 85% of the industry, is in-call and out-call girls. These are girls that will either yeah. come to your place of uh, where, where you live or you will come to a place where they do business out of, and uh, money will change hands, sex will happen, and everybody goes home happy. The prostitutes you're talking about... the and likely that, with the crabs. The, the ones that you're... Uh, yeah. Well, the, the in-call and out-call girls take care of themselves pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, but the ones you're talking about, these 15% that are the street walkers, they probably wouldn't exist. That's where the crabs are. Where do you live, by, by chance? One moment. We'll get to that. Uh, the streetwalkers probably wouldn't exist in a world with legal prostitution because, well, they could do their business from their homes and they would be in competition with the other prostitutes to provide us, you know, a nice, comfortable place to do business from instead of having to work the streets because they're looking for the next fix of crack, which, again, would also be nice to have legalized so they wouldn't have to pay so much money for it and therefore they wouldn't have to hook in the first place. So what my point here is, is you're saying that prostitution's bad because, well, it's it's unsightly. And what I'm trying to tell you is that if you had legal prostitution, you likely wouldn't have the transvestite walking down the street ugliness that you were talking about. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. You know, in Nevada, though, um, it is legal, right? You know Most how much places. an hour at the Moonlight Bunny Ranch is? You're, you're a radio talk. You probably make a lot of money. And I guarantee you, nope, you cannot no, afford I one don't. hour. No, I don't you make a lot of money. One hour. Please, it's but not that much. Mile, 20 bucks. In, how much know. is it, Mr. Know-it-all? How much is it? Probably a little over, probably, some go from $2,000 for half an hour to upwards of $15,000. Yeah, that's just not right. You, you probably um, can pay that much. I'm but, sure that, you know, oh, there's, yeah. there's no such thing as thousand, the, 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 the line goes, there's no such thing as a $1,000 hooker, only $1,000 Johns. So there are people that are, <laughs> you know, might be willing to pay that, but, um, yeah, not so much. And by the way, I drive a 93 Dodge Shadow with peeling paint. Thanks, Carrie, for the call. Hour number three is coming up. You can bring up what you want. If you're on hold, we will get to your calls about absolutely anything. That's the point of the show. 800-259-9231. So how much does does it cost to buy a prostitute in Nevada? We'll find out. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We're going to get back into the phone calls, but just a few details on a conversation we had last hour. The very end of the uh, the hour, we were talking about prostitution and discussing what the differences are, some real key differences between a legal prostitution situation, one that, like they have in Nevada, or in most parts of Nevada, there are a couple areas in which they, that prostitution is prohibited. You can't have casinos and uh, brothels in the same county. Though I believe they're considering changing that because of taxes or something. like. like they need more tax money. So and the brothel about. situations work. For them. They're thinking about letting the brothels into those areas. So, so there are some real-life examples where prostitution is completely legal, and it's very safe, both from a, a physical safety perspective and also as uh, far as an infection safety perspective. is much more safe than the prohibited prostitution. Prohib- prohibition does what it always does. It puts it underground, brings the, uh, the black market into play, makes it very risky, very dangerous to both the Johns and the prostitutes. Really, if you care about people... You should be advocating for the abolishment of prostitution laws and de- decriminalization, if you will, or legalization 
of prostitution. Now, the last caller that we had was making outlandish claims, saying that any of the ranches, bunny ranches out in Nevada, you're going to pay upwards of $1,000, 2000 for... He didn't say 1000 He said 2000 to start. Yeah, for, for sex with a girl there. And the fact is, that guy's full of it. Uh, and... The according to Wikipedia, there are as of 2004, there were about 30 legal brothels that existed in Nevada at that time, employing about 300 female prostitutes at any given time. As of June, July 2008, there were. Are you 20, telling me there's no demand for male prostitutes? I don't know. There were 28 legal brothels in Nevada. Perhaps male prostitution is illegal there. I don't know. That's I don't a good know. Question. I know. I, I know that it likely wouldn't be women paying for male prostitutes. No, it'd be probably men. Uh, all but the smallest brothels operate as follows. As the customer is buzzed in and sits down in the parlor, the available women appear in a lineup and introduce themselves. Holy crap. If the customer chooses a woman, the price negotiations take place in the woman's room, which are often overheard by management. The house normally gets half of the negotiated amount. If the customer arrives by cab, the driver will receive some 20% of whatever the customer spends. This is subtracted from the woman's earnings. Typical prices start at U.S. $100 and average at about $300 for a half an hour of intercourse and oral sex. Some may charge up to $2,500 an hour for parties with well-known or novelty women or more for parties with multiple women. Uh, so there's there's more to the story, but basically totally debunking what that last caller said. You can get a prostitute for as cheap as 100 bucks for a half an hour or something like that. And those aren't? You know, street walking hookers. Yeah, like he right. was saying, the the dollar, the numbers could be as low as twenty dollars when you're talking about. That's your choice of a lineup. Crack crack addicted whores, uh, and you know, walking uh, downtown. I don't know what the strip is in uh, you know, Ybor City or whatever in Tampa, but uh, you know, I, sorry, haven't picked up any prostitutes in my life, so I don't know these things. So there you go. So a hundred to three hundred bucks for your choice of a variety of different women that are just willing to please you, uh, in Nevada. Big difference compared to what he was claiming. 800-259-9231. We continue here. So, again, if you want people to be safe, if you want to get the dirty street whores off the streets, legalize drugs, legalize prostitution. It'll cl- it'll really clean things up. Yeah, people people imagine that the way things are now, that you know, the drug dealers would be legal. Yes, they would. They'd be called drug stores, and they'd sell laudanum and things like they used to. Back when, well, it was legal. Yes, so we would be returning to legality. It was once that way, and we didn't have a problem then uh, with people being drug uh, drug addicts. And well, there was, I mean, there's there's problems associated with it, and I don't think that we sh- you should minimize those problems. However, I'm saying there was when, not when a... you're talking about incarcerating a larger percentage of your population than has ever been done on the planet before. I mean, the America incarcerates more people than any other nation on earth. We have a problem. Well, what I meant, Mark, was that what we didn't have a problem with was crime associated with drug use. I'm sure there's... There were drug addicts back then, back when drugs were legal, just as there are today. But back then, the drug addicts could afford their habits, unlike today because of black market prices, which are dramatically higher than they would otherwise be. The addicts must uh, commit crimes in order to to afford their habits. Uh, You know, it's possible that you'd see some crimes associated with it, but in in the same way that you see some crime associated with winos and things like that. But nowhere near the amount as you did during alcohol prohibition. But winos don't slit people's 
people's throats for money. Winos don't break into people's homes generally for money. And Sometimes Budweiser is might... not shooting up the, you know, its competition no. in drive-bys. So we continue with your calls. Julia is on the line listening to WFLA in Florida. Julia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, I was just calling because I'm actually from Nevada. And when I went to college, I came back and did a research project on brothels. Hmm. So and you know more spent, than we do. <laughs> I do, but Wikipedia was pretty awesome. Um, I spent the day there, and yeah, that guy, I called in because he was so off. Um, if you can't pronounce Nevada, I don't even trust that you're going to know yeah. about it. you got to say <laughs> Nevada. Um, he, Ju- Julia, did, spent, did anybody make you any oh, offers while you were there, just out of curiosity? No, we had to stay back in the kitchen. Okay. So when the Dons came in, they rang the doorbell, and it was really interesting because the girls were out in back, you know, smoking, and all of a sudden they would just... Jump up, do their hair, do their makeup, and run to the front. And, you know, eight would run to the front, and seven would come back. And they'd be like, damn, I, or darn, I almost had them. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting. And actually, like, mm. it's legal in almost all the counties. It's done by counties. It can't be in right. a casino, but Reno and Las Vegas, I think, are the only counties that, uh, you know, Washoe and Nye, the only ones that's not legal so when you go to the borders of those counties that's where all the brothels are mm-hmm. but the girls get std checked once a week they get hiv tested once a month um mm. honestly like they push very hard for protection so really you know going to a brothel is cheaper than picking up a random girl at the bar it's or, or not cheaper because it's safer sure because they're tested and, and there's certain laws about you know certain stds if you get them you're black marked from the profession and a lot of the girls I interviewed actually were from Reno, and it was so unsafe. Like, they said, you know, you didn't have protection, uh, you didn't have someone there. there if, you, if you take a John back into the bedrooms, there's a buzzer, so if anything dangerous happens, you can hit that buzzer or and you can we, yell out. And so you're saying it was, security. this is one of the counties where it was illegal for prostitution, and it was dangerous, and, uh, you know, they were disease, uh, likely to get diseases. That's what you're saying? And okay. she said that it was very hard to push guys on the street to wear protection. Absolutely. But at the brothel, it was very easy because if they didn't want to do it, it was easy to be like, no, you weren't them in a car. You weren't in the yep. in like a sketchy area with them. You had like safety around Right. You. There's yeah. a bouncer working at the, the, the brothel at all times. He's right? likely armed oh. and he's going to you know, clock somebody with a with a jack. Uh, what do they call the little, the little uh, slapper thing? Slap, uh, flapjack or no, slapjack. Something like that. Somebody will call and it. And there's tell the us. owner yeah. and there's the other girls and there's the madam. And actually, if you want to be a madam, you have to be a former prostitute. Hmm. So it, it For was how long? Um, you know, oh, I don't know. I didn't know if there was a limit. The girl who was the madam there had been a prostitute for about 20 years. And what does and a madam do at a at a prostitute? Let's say, I mean, I know that the the bunny ranch I think is owned by a man. So why would he, as the owner, want to bring a madam in? What is her role? I think it's more for the girls' protection, um, to make this guidance, to make sure that everything goes well. And I, I didn't get to interview the madam because she was gone the day I was there. I see. But the the girls called her like the house mom. So, and this was one outside of Reno. It was the Mustang Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, it Famous. got closed down, and then it, they were being reopened, and I got to go then. And it was it was very interesting, and it was, you know, the, the stuff that happened that's more dangerous are the girls being vicious towards each other, like putting nair in shampoo. Or, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, you know, because <laughs> another girl gets business, she's taking away from you. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, the other way you could look at the victims is one, one girl did this. And she pulled, she cleared a hundred grand a year working Monday through Friday from eight a.m. to four p.m. Um, wow! But her boyfriend thought she was like 
an admin assistant somewhere. But that could happen like with any job. You could lie. Sure. But, um, sure. Great yeah, call so really, tonight, really Julia. I thank you for making it, and I'm glad you had all that experience because it's always great to talk to people that know more than we do about this stuff. 800-259-9231 is the number. And, hey, if you want to send your picture in for the Shrine of Female listeners, you can do that over at shrine.freetalklive.com. More on the way here. You can bring up whatever you want. You know what's interesting, Mark? I bet you that prostitution prices in Nevada would be cheaper if it were legal everywhere else. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. And those features include the updates. You get signed up, we keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. I sent out an update today announcing our brand new mobile streaming option uh, that we've put all the details in that update. It's also on the front page of our website right now at freetalklive.com. But to get on the updates list, go to updates.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, We'll talk to Paul in South Carolina, listening on WSCFM. Hello, Paul. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I like to talk about the government bailouts. Uh, with regards to, I think, Chrysler and GM, correct me if I'm wrong, they um, they got a huge bailout, and I think they should put in there before they sign these contracts with the government as a stipulation, if you move your business offshore, you know, you're not going to be alleviated by taxes. And I think they should be penalized if they do so. Well, how about we just say they shouldn't get a bailout in the first place? And and, yeah. and all the uh, tariffs that uh, prevent uh, people from competing. I mean, the fact is, Hondas just as, uh, you know, the, the Hondas are made right there in, what is it, Tennessee or Kentucky or something like that. Toyota has a plant in Washington, I think. Uh, right? BMW has one in Greenville, South Carolina, I believe. So, I mean, many vehicles are made right here in order to avoid the tariffs. I don't know. Really, the only thing American about Chrysler, Ford, and GM are the words. That's about it. Yep. So, Paul, you're with us then. uh, No bailouts. uh, The the appropriate thing should be to just let those guys go out of business, right? Don't you agree? Right. Well, just along with the banks. I mean, the banks, if you'll notice on the news, they accept these huge bailouts. And what do they do? They go around, turn around, and buy, what, million, two million dollar jets and fly around the world, and they don't actually adhere to the agreement, you know, stipulations, and I think, you know, they're just robbing, you know, everybody. Yeah, That is what they're doing. Uh, the banks, the automotive companies, and whoever else it is that's getting money from the government is essentially robbing everybody. You're absolutely spot on. Any other thoughts, Paul? Well, with regards to your prostitution uh, perspectives, I'm right on. I am for legalizing prostitution, and I, I especially like that joke about what is it, there's no $1,000 whores, there's only $1,000 Johns? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks, Paul, you for the call. Be- Thank That's you, wrong. sir. 800-259-9231. Yeah, legalizing prostitution is the only sensible thing to do if you want to clean up the streets, if you want people to be safe. Otherwise, if you just want to keep locking up your friends and family members into prison cells, keep it illegal, because that's what's happening. And if you want nastiness on the streets, if you want nasty crack whores walking around, go ahead and keep it illegal. 1-800-259-9231. Because let me tell you, it doesn't matter how hard the police crack down. It doesn't matter how many nights they're out there on US-41 or wherever it is that uh, they do the, the busts in your town. 
doesn't matter how hard they crack down. There's always going to be people that want to have sex and people that are willing to do it for money. They will find one another, and it doesn't matter how many of them you put in jail. They'll keep doing it in the same way that you can put as many drug dealers in jail as you want to, and all you're doing is you're creating new opportunities for somebody else to step into the business. So let's do the sensible thing. Come to our senses, people, and decriminalize prostitution and drugs. It's the only thing that makes sense for freedom. We continue with your calls and talk to Dan in Texas. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing there? Dan, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, man, you're kind of hard on that guy about the one about the speeding deal. About going and you're a threat going 95 miles an hour. Well, he, he did uh, ratchet it up from 90 to 95. But the fact is the speed limit's uh, 65 and 70 on I-75, and people really do go 80 and 85 miles an hour. The All extra, day long. The, and, and they're not. They're not a threat. They're, they're yeah, the well, normal flow of traffic. I kinda, uh, somewhat I kind of agree with him because if you kind of look at, okay, if, if you're going, if the speed limit's 70 miles an hour, and this guy, another guy is going 95 miles an hour, you know, in a pink Dodge Shadow. You know, I mean, you know, the way you look at it is, is you're going down the road and everybody's obeying the speed limit because they, that's what the regulations were. But they don't. What road have you been where, on where, where everyone obeys the speed limit? Tell me about this road limit. where people obey the speed limits. Do what now? Tell me about this road that people obey the speed limits on. It well, sounds mythical. A lot of people. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't. No, and, the, and that's, by that's a lot where, of people, you mean the flow yeah. of traffic. You mean ninety percent. The flow yeah, of traffic. More, more, the, more. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of people that don't. Even you got the old grandmas that go five miles an hour on the freeway. They stay off know. the freeways generally. I mean, when they when they get on it, they're they're mostly coming from New York or uh, or you know Illinois down to Florida. Yeah. That's usually why they're there uh, because they're driving down and they don't want to fly or whatever because they don't want the TSA feeling them up. And uh, you know, I understand why they're there. They they cause a hindrance. Yeah. Come on, we all know what speed limits are about. Speed limits are you about. You know what I'm saying? Now, if, you're, if you're driving 95 miles an hour and a guy acts with the people that are actually obeying the speed limit, and then one pulls over in front of you and you hit them, because you know you know what it says. You go the flow of the speed limit. You go the flow of the traffic. You're more bound to not get in an accident. But yeah. I know if you if you you know if 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 you got a guy in a in a big truck, you know. Uh, with a six-inch lift on it, big old 35 tires going down the freeway at 95 miles an hour and blows out a tire just because he thinks he can drive 95 miles an hour and blows out and crashes into five cars, what's happening there? So well, there is a reason why they put yeah, those laws there. Sure, but, but he's, just saying, as, you know, he's really saying, just hey, as dangerous. I like, eight, as, I like 80 myself. But, I agree. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you at 80. Um, uh, that's where I'm at. And, you know, I said 90, which was like 10 miles an hour over, and then he... I'm a redneck from Austin, man, with a big old truck. So, Absolutely, you know. <laughs> but you know how many how many joke, blowouts have you had? Joke. How many blowouts I, have you had? How many blowouts? Have yeah, like I've where had, the tire I've blows up bad, and you I've lose had control. One bad one about eighty miles an hour with a big old truck, and it swerved me. Yeah, it, it it dang near flipped my truck. That's what I'm saying. It depends on the sure. situation and you know and stuff. I just kind of sticking up for that guy, man. That old guy there. Yeah, I understand but, where he's coming from. I I believe that you should uh, you you should go the flow of traffic, and if the flow of traffic's ten yeah. miles an hour over the speed limit, then that's the speed you should go because that's the safest. I understand where he's coming from. People do conduct themselves in an unsafe manner on the road, but I think the best yeah, system for handling you got on that. To- you got on there a while ago saying that ninety five. I'll go ninety five miles an hour, and I'm not a threat. Well, you are a threat. No, if no, you're I going said I'm- that. 
that fast over the speed limit versus everybody else. I said I haven't hurt anyone, and that's oh, really yeah, what I, I think. I understand that. If you hadn't hurt anyone, but, you know, if everybody was doing what you, you said you were, you know, what you were talking <laughs> about, well, there's certain people that don't know how to drive like me and you. Sure. So that's, that's all very you know, true, and I, but then again, the people that go forty miles an hour are also a threat. So yeah, and, and in Florida, they right. never take their driver's right licenses away. In Florida, they never take their driver's licenses away. They'll they'll that's keep, that, they'll too, keep yeah. their licenses till they're ninety five years old. So I mean, tell me that my going yeah. over the speed limit's a threat. Thanks for the call, yeah. dude. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It's everybody's all about grandpa- money. Everybody's parents live in Sarasota, and their parents live in Venice. And if you, once you see them going down in Venice, turning left from the right lane and right from the left lane, it's like they've got <laughs> bumpers around those Lincolns. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, it's far more dangerous in Venice going the speed limit than it is going on I-75, uh, you know, 15 miles an hour over. Just let me decide for myself how fast I should go. I'll take care of myself. It's okay. And if there's a blowout, well, it's going to be bad any old way you slice it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. And this is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. It's a live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners on the website. Dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. You can see what that's all about by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. Again, shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, they do early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. They're the main sponsor of the show, and uh, they're big supporters of Liberty. So if you have a business, can turn over your accounts receivable to them. They'll make it a lot easier for you. SACL CAI. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want to Tyson, listening in Montana. Tyson, you're on Free Talk Live. Tyson, listening to KGEZ. Are you there, sir? I'm there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? So I'm leaving uh, Whitefish, and I'm clipping about 85 miles an hour behind a cop right now. Sweet. That's a good place to be is behind the cop. It used to be you guys didn't have speed limits at all during the day, isn't that right? Oh, yeah. We had, like, when I left, like, I've been living down in Arizona for 11 years, but when I left here, there was no speed limit during the day. Now, how did that work out? I mean, we've had all these people calling in tonight. or It'll be chaos. There'll be be meteors coming from the sky. There'll be vehicles flying all (laughs) over the place if there's no speed limit. Were, were you feel, did you feel Audubon. you drove within a, a reasonable and prudent manner mm-hmm. due to the condition of your car and the weather outside did you ever feel like you were constantly being threatened by other drivers when they were going faster than you oh hell no hell no and the funny thing is is like you used to be able to pay the cops on the like when you get pulled over on the highway traveling in between like say Kalispell or the capital mm-hmm. you paid the cop there on the highway 
You mean if you got in tra- if, if if there was a speed limit and you were going over that speed limit, they would collect a fine there was right there. Like a traffic violation, yeah, you paid the ticket right then and there. So I can you imagine didn't have to travel three hundred miles to go to court. Well, I I don't I don't see why you would have to tra- travel to go to court. It's, we do have the U.S. mail, um, but I can see why they wouldn't uh, want co- cops collecting the money because there's too much opportunity for uh, you know. Uh, People well, stealing the, the money. reason they ended up pulling it is because the federal government ended up saying, "All right, you guys can have because of state legislation, you can have no speed limit, but we're going to cut your federal highway funding." Yep, that figures. That's exactly what they're trying to do here in New Hampshire to force the state to uh, to in, to essentially create a seatbelt law, wherein one has never existed here in New Hampshire. They're going after that 3.7 million dollars that the feds are going to hand over to them if they just in if they just institute the seatbelt law, and it's just so sad that the federal government has been one of the major reasons that a lot of state governments have become more tyrannical over time because they just want the money. Well, of course, if they it's would... Just our, and, and it's the citizens of the state's money. It's our so, money from so the first place. they steal place, the yeah. money from us and then bribe the states with our money in order to enact tyranny on us. After they take a cut off the top, yeah. of course. Well, yeah, state government versus federal. Well, I, I hope well, it comes down to that. It, it's what it sounds like it's coming down to here with New Hampshire and a handful of other states. Including Montana. Looking, Yeah, Montana, I believe, is one of them that uh, is look, they're looking at essentially telling the federal government to go take a hike, which would be absolutely fantastic, which, of course, means that they would have to forego all of that money coming in from the federal government. But if you do actually secede or nullify or whatever you call it, then that means that nobody in the state has to pay federal taxes anymore. And so there'd be a lot more money in the state in the first place. Well, I'd just like to see one of these government officials drive across Texas, Montana, Alaska, and do the speed limit. Hey, great point. Thanks, Tyson, for They'll the call. They'll be a danger to themselves and others. one 800 Well, they already are. They're government officials. That's true. Uh, so we go to Marco, listening in Australia. Marco, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, Marco here. How are you going? Good day, sir. How are you going? Um, basically, what I wanted to talk about is um, you guys... Well, I've been listening to you guys uh, for probably a year or so, um, mm-hmm. and you guys, uh, with the use of marijuana, um, and you would like it, I guess, um, legalized. Legalizing um, marijuana, yes, sir. Yep. I'm just putting a point of view from my point of view down here in Australia. Basically, what it is, I'm joining the Victoria Police Force down here. You're um, joining the what? I'm sorry. Victoria. Uh, Victoria Police Force. Just you're a, you're becoming police. a police officer. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Um, and what it is is when I – the way I've been brought up is, you know, drugs are bad. I've never touched anything like that. Um, but since listening to you guys, I agree with you that if people do use it, it's up to them as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so um, basically I'm just saying that you guys have actually yeah, changed my thoughts on that. Thank you. Um, well, you changed your thoughts. It. We just gave you some ideas, and you accepted or rejected whichever ones you felt were right for you. But, you know, that's great news, and I'm glad to hear that uh, you were able to change because it's important that people are able to make the uh, important changes like that in their own mind. But I'm curious, how will this affect your policing? How will this affect your your plans for your career? Well, I guess um, a bit more leniency, um, depending on the situation. Um, I've got a few mates that have smoked it, and honestly... Just the way you guys put it out, I'm not sure if the Australians are going to look at it as a a good thing. Um, I'll I'll just give it a shot just for the hell of it. Um, Just with mates I've had, they've tried it, and the next time I've seen them, they're a bit weird. They've definitely changed. Um, That hasn't affected me. It's their life. 
Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm not sure how it will actually help me in the job, but I guess a bit of leniency and understanding that it is their own choice. Um, but I just want to put that out there. Great. I think it's fantastic. And what you might want to consider doing, I don't know if an, ex- if an organization like this exists down in Australia, but if it doesn't, then maybe you could be the one to start it. Law Enforcement Against Prohibition is up here in the United States, and I believe there are some international members to that. I'm not positive on that. Head over to leap.cc, leap.cc, and check out Law Enforcement Against Prohibition and look in to see if they have international members. I believe they do, and they may be able to point you in the right direction to other people in Australia Australia that are of the same mindset, that understand that prohibition is a real bad idea and are working within law enforcement, or in many cases for retired law enforcement officers, uh, working to change the laws about marijuana and other drugs. So I'd like to point you over there if you get a chance, leap.cc. Will you do that for me, Marco? Yeah, that's fine. Just a, another quick question. Yes, um, you guys, when you say, you know, police officers have actually, um, you know, retired and for it, would you say that they're actually using the stuff now or would you oh say not likely i wouldn't think so i wouldn't think that they're users of uh, of drugs in leap some may be um, it, it could be i don't know but um it, i would think say by and large they are not um all the ones that i've ever met think that drugs are drugs are bad however they think that the drug war is worse oh, there okay, you go. Yeah, that's true no worries thanks marco yeah, good so, hearing from you appreciate your, uh, your call from down under we continue here <laughs> And we talked to Benjamin in New York. Benjamin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Uh, Hello? Benjamin from uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. What's on your mind? I want to talk about uh, Obama's carbon taxes. And when I'm I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, even if carbon dioxide amplified uh, amplified temperature, which it doesn't, uh, temperature changes carbon dioxide levels. That's why Al Gore sidestepped the issue in his uh, Inconvenient Lie film. But even if it did amplify temperature, it would only increase carbon dioxide uh, emissions because as soon as you add that new tax, all the factories that are going to start going offshore to an even greater degree. They're going to go to China and India where there are absolutely no regulations whatsoever. So not only are you hurting the U.S. economy, you're going just to increase carbon dioxide levels, and there's no way you can enforce, enforce it in other countries. Well, they're going to try very, very hard to make it arduous for uh, companies to leave uh, the United States because they do want to jam these rules down their throats. But I think you're right. I mean, you know, when when the financial incentive gets high enough, that's what companies are going to do. That's what individuals will do at some point, too. And it's, it's a law of unintended consequences is what you're talking about. They think Politicians they can, don't get it. They think they right. can write crap down on pieces of paper and that, in fact, it will change the world. They think they can force people to do things. And in many cases, they can. But after you get get to a certain saturation point after the regulations become too much, inevitably people will do whatever they can to avoid them. And I think you're absolutely right about that. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. Only moments remain. This is the live Saturday edition. We may be able to sneak you in here. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the show. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Live, only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call, but I'm not going to give you the number here because the phone lines are loaded up. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And if you like Free Talk Live and you want to help support the show, you can go to promote 
www.freetalklive.com. Learn more about how you can get Free Talk Live on more radio stations, into more people's MP3 players around the world, bringing more people to the ideas of freedom and liberty. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com. See what that's all about as we continue with your phone calls. And we're going to have to go through them pretty quickly here, so make sure you're concise. Let's talk to Ike in South Carolina, listening to WSC. Ike, you're on Free Talk Live. Some quick words you can use. Uh, the old saying is, we've met the enemy, and the enemy is us. The American public and probably people around the world, in a lot of cases, are causing their own problems. I'll give you a quick example, and sure. this is what I recommend everybody do. In the United States, if you're tired of the Bank of Amigos, I'm sorry, the Bank of America, are some of these other big boys that are getting your tax money and they're still acting the way that they're acting and doing what they want to do, well, I suggest that you take your money out of their banks and you put them in. I, I personally am a big fan of credit unions because you have more control and you'll notice that the credit unions are in no trouble whatsoever because they're doing business the right way. You reward the people that are doing it right and you punish the ones that are doing it wrong. And furthermore, last thing I'll leave you with is if you want to stimulate my economy and the world that I live in, besides letting me keep more of my own money. Uh, people that call themselves Americans uh, might ought to think about stop, stopping the uh, over-hiring of illegal aliens in this country and quit giving them and providing them with my job and quit pushing our wages down and n- uh, not be so chintzy to the point that maybe you might think about paying a decent living wage. And then, you know what? We'd all have more money. Uh, you know, when it comes right down to it, you got two choices. I either get it from a job that's paying me well, or I'm going to have to go to the government, or I'm going to have to steal. So you got two ways to play it. It's up to you how you do it. You know, Alan, uh, I wish we had more time to get to delve into what you had to say. I loved what you said in the beginning, but the last part about the uh, the so-called illegal aliens kind of rubs me the wrong way. So I want to jump in here on that. And I'm I'm just curious. You believe there's a problem with people coming here to make a better life for themselves? I believe that there's a problem with people breaking the laws, whether it's in the financial districts or whether it's in our government or whether speed? it's people that don't obey the laws. Period. Do you speed, Alan? Or Ike, rather? Excuse Ill- me. Yeah, it's Ike, and illegal is illegal, and if I get caught, then I pay the price for it. Well, illegal, like is, was, illegal is a civil um, situation with the case of illegal aliens. They are not criminals. So um, to treat them like criminals and lock them up is wrong. Do you believe that this? Do you, do you believe that it's a good idea for a bunch of faceless, uh, heartless bureaucrats in Washington D.C. to be able to tell somebody whether or not they can come here and make a better life for themselves? Uh, well, actually, just about every country in this world, if it has borders and it calls itself a country, they protect their borders and they have the right to regulate those borders. Do you want to be like the way. other countries in the world? Is that what you endeavor to do? I thought we were the shining, well, uh, shining light on the sea, the United States, the land of liberty. When I was in Australia for three months and my visa ran out, my buddy told me, hey, you know what, you could stay here illegally. It'd probably take them years if they ever catch up with you. And I said, no, that's not the right way to do this. If I want to immigrate, I'll immigrate to your country. But otherwise, I'm going back home. There's nothing and, right and, about infringing upon people's abilities to uh, to come come somewhere that's supposed to be a free country and settle in and make a better life for themselves. Now, look, I'd be with you if you were just upset at the people that were spo- uh, sponging off the system. I have no interest in any of that. I don't want to support whether wherever, wherever it was they were born. I don't care if they were born in Guatemala or if they were born in New York City. If they're uh, welfare queens, then that's a problem. But then again, the fact that welfare exists is the root of that 
particular problem, not the fact that people are taking advantage of a system. Sure, that was no American that should way. be forced to pay for anybody from uh, foreign countries' education or their, uh, you know, their food or their housing or anything. They should have to work. And the reality of the, the economic reality Absolutely. of people coming here who are working at jobs that are relatively undesirable. I mean, the fact is. You're just not going to find too many native-born Americans that want to go out and pick tomatoes all I'll day long. I'll pick tomatoes for a living as long as you pay me 125 uh, grand a no, year. Wait a minute. Oh God, here we wait go. Wait a minute, fellas. I've been I've been in construction for 27 years, and there's a lot of people just like me that are highly skilled, and that's what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to sit there and tell me that it's picking tomatoes is the issue, that's not the issue. The issue is is that they come in, they come in illegally, and when you want to talk about people getting over on the system, it's the people that hire them and make their living off of using them for cheap labor and maximizing their profit against the other contractors that are kind trying to bid these jobs using legal and well-paid labor. So you're saying you're, you're highly problem. skilled versus these guys who are working for cheap. One would guess that they're not highly skilled. Is that correct? I'm saying that we are um, <laughs> Well, yes, sir. When it comes to my trade, you better know what you're doing. Okay, so and yes, sir. I, I, I've cleaned. I've cleaned up a lot of their mess, but that's not. The, you're still obfuscating the point. When you break the law, and you, well, let's put it this way: if you want to go strictly on economics, if you oversupply a market, whether it's with widgets or with labor, what happens to the price? The price goes down. That's correct. So they're flooding the labor. They're flooding the labor market with cheap labor that will work cheaper, and the more of them they can bring in, and the more people they can flood it with the cheaper the labor will go still, and you don't do, build a... Do price caps, did price caps work on gasoline in the Carter administration? I mean, you just can't, you cannot regulate Excuse the me? market in that respect. You mean, the, you mean the Nixon administration when they froze prices? I thought it was the Carter administration. Am I wrong? No, Nixon, Nixon froze prices before he went out of office. Okay, my but mistake. Be that, as it may, be that as it may, the point is this, my friend. You know, the fact of the matter is, is illegal is illegal, and when you're using, and, and trust me, they abuse those workers. I know darn well they do. I agree. And, 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 and they and wouldn't be able and to. You and you, they wouldn't be able to abuse them if they weren't essentially slave labor because they would get reported to the ICE and, and turned over. If they were free men able to work freely, they wouldn't get abused. If they were to be able to come well, here also, on their own and, without having to beg a bunch and, of bureaucrats for permission and pay thousands of dollars in application fees and various other different bureaucratic fees and have to jump through all kinds of bureaucratic hoops, hoping that the bureaucrats don't just lose their paperwork so they have to start the process all over again. If you ask me, it's the government that should be illegal. Thanks for the call, dude. Well, I appreciate the discussion. Well, let's continue here. You know, we haven't had a real good in-depth in- well, immigration it's, it's conversation not the right time to do it. We've in got a, a long time on this show. Let's talk to Alan in South Dakota. Alan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, gentlemen. <clears throat> real quick, um, I heard that the House is thinking about passing a bill to um, repeal the law of gravity and also the, the uh, speed limit, which is 186,000 miles per second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between laws and statutes. Laws are immutable, and statutes are simply how they raise funds. Yeah. And speaking, uh, i got one more point I'd like to make. Yes, is um, if, if we're going to play Constitution, you know, because it's all a fiction, yep. if we're going to play Constitution, they, the cure to all the money problems is in Article 1, Section 8, and Article 1, Section 10. And those are? Uh, Article 1, Section 8 says that the Congress shall coin the money and regulate the value thereof. And 
Article 1, Section 10 says that no state shall accept anything other than gold and silver coin as a tender of payment of debt. I agree with you. I think that would be a step in the right direction. I think another step that would be even better in the right direction would be to get get Congress the hell out of the money game entirely, allow money to be coined by various different market interests, people in the marketplace competing to provide the best currency to the marketplace. That would be the best way to do it. Yeah, writing it in the Constitution obviously didn't help. But, yeah, I'll I'll take the step in the right direction. I thank you for the call. Let's talk to Rod in Oklahoma. Rod, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you all this evening? Doing great, Rod. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I'm a reserve police officer, and, you know, I'm uh, rather concerned about some of the, um, well, there's four gun law bills that are laying on Congress's desk right now. Sure. Some nasty ones. And, you know, it's getting kind of scary, folks. Uh, uh, You know, when they want to uh, know how you keep it, where you keep it, and you have to have a license, and, and I don't mind a license for a gun. I do. I mind that. <laughs> it's, it, my constitution I mean, says the well, right to keep and bear arms. It doesn't say any. If I need a license, shall if, not I be need infringed. A, if I need a permit, that's permission. Yeah, I understand. Yes, sir. Um, but um, you know, but it's getting it's getting too scary out there, and we need to we need to stop what's going on. I mean, this new attorney general that's coming in, they're literally giving him carte blanche on one of these. Um, bills that they've got laying there to ban whatever he wants to. So so here's a question. As a reserve law enforcement officer, does that mean that you are not going to enforce a gun confiscation if that's what it comes to? No. Well, that's good to know. Well, that would make no. you illegal, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. But, I, you know, um, again, you know, we're talking about, I know right now um, there have been 29 states in the Union, if you'll look around, that have already declared their um, sovereignty yeah. if, cer- if certain things happen. And uh, if if a lot of people will read the Constitution again, um, the uh, states is who created the federal government. Yep. And we were supposed to regulate them, them not regulate us. It's the United States. It's you know that's that was the idea. The federal government was only to regulate trade between the states, and they've used that inter inter uh, state commerce clause to, to to regulate everything. Rod, I want to thank you for the call. Let's talk to D.C. and Texas. D.C., you got about twenty seconds. Uh, don't really have enough time. I just wanted to say that I completely agree with uh, you for the last caller. Uh, <laughs> I don't really believe in the permit situation either. Uh, right into their arms. There you go. Thanks, DC. Yeah. Bad laws deserve to be broken. If they demand guns from you, disobey. Outlaw guns, and then only outlaws have guns. See you Monday night online in the meantime. FreeTalkLive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.